Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. This week we have another story from the APS March meeting that took place a few weeks ago in Baltimore, Maryland. Today we're talking about an adhesive material that can stick to a surface and support hundreds of pounds, but which can also be peeled off very easily. It's a clever design by physicists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, but they had some help from the biology department. The material was largely inspired by geckos. That's today on the Physics Central podcast. So how would you like an adhesive material that is strong enough to support, say, a television? So you could use this to hang your flat screen on a wall. So that's great, but this material is also reusable and easily removable. So you could change the position of the TV whenever you desired. Or you could use the adhesive to hang something else in your house. It's really an ideal household adhesive, and it exists in a laboratory at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. And I heard about this wonderful adhesive at a press conference at the APS March meeting from this gentleman. Sure. So I'm Michael Bartlett, a PhD candidate at the University of Massachusetts Amherst in Al Crosby's research group in the Polymer Science and Engineering. So Bartlett and his colleagues have produced this incredible new adhesive that I would love to be able to use around my house. A section of it, about the size of your hand, can support 700 pounds. But I'll let Bartlett tell you more about it. When you think of adhesive materials, I think most people think of two things. How much can it hold and how much force does it require to release it, right? So you can imagine superglue. Super glue can hold a whole bunch of, of load, but it is really difficult to release it. And if you do release it, you can never use that piece of super glue again, right? Then you can go all the way down to the post-it note. Where the post-it note, you can easily remove it and you can reuse it, but it doesn't really sustain a lot of load. The great thing about the gecko and the adhesive material that we have made is that we can actually achieve high adhesive force capacities while maintaining easy release. So you really get the best of both worlds. So there are many potential applications for this kind of adhesive, but again, it would be very ideal around your house. You know, we we have this ability to have this high adhesive force capacity, but for many practical applications, you really only need to hold a couple pounds. So we can do this uh, with our adhesive material, and, you know, we've hung televisions, we've had uh, clocks hanging, we've been hanging pictures, um, And it's really great because you can hang these things and they're stable, but then you can just take it off and bring it with you and attach it to something else. When can we hope to buy this product? So we're uh, definitely aggressively pursuing um, bringing it to market. And I would say that uh, in the near future, we'll hopefully be able to buy something off the shelf. This adhesive didn't arise out of thin air. The UMass team actually took a great deal of inspiration from geckos. Now, there are many animals in nature that can climb things, but geckos actually adhere to surfaces. If you place a gecko on a piece of glass and turn the glass upside down, the gecko will just stay there. And the gecko doesn't leave behind any residue. Its feet don't use a chemical adhesive. The adhesion system is entirely mechanical. And it's got these other advantages, like the gecko pads have to be reusable, because obviously the gecko wants to be able to use them for its entire life. 
and they have to be easily removable so that the gecko can run. So you can see why people have been trying to imitate the gecko's adhesive abilities for about a decade now. And a few years ago, this group at UMass decided to get in on the action. So the the original project、uh, was started about three or four years ago, and it started in Al Crosby's research lab. And、uh, Al and a postdoc named Andrew Kroll and myself approached this problem, where the adhesive ability of the gecko had been demonstrated at small contact areas, you know, maybe holding a pound or something like that. So the question that we wanted to ask was, how do you take this really unique adhesive ability of the gecko and bring it to something much much larger? So you can, you know, support hundreds of pounds, for example. So the researchers decided to go straight to the source, and they started studying geckos. So we were looking at、uh, the anatomy of the gecko. We had looked at a, a bunch of different papers, and we came across this guy named Duncan Urshak. So we started working with Duncan, who is a biologist, and he's been working on gecko adhesion for many years. And one of the great things is that、uh, Duncan has a ton of geckos. And we have probably at this point maybe thirty to forty different geckos in Duncan's lab, and the main gecko that we've been utilizing is called Big Mama, and she's been around for a number of years. And so we wanted to, you know, look at the gecko and see how they achieved this, this adhesive force capacity. All right. So fast forward, they have this wonderful adhesive, but how does it actually stick to surfaces? Okay, so the way that actually sticks, and it's the same way that, that the gecko does, and it's the same way that、uh, you know typical Scotch tape sticks. It sticks through these Van der Waals interactions. Okay, and what exactly is a Van der Waals interaction? So when you bring、uh, nearly any two materials close enough, these、uh, Van der Waals interactions provide a temporary weak bond. There you have it. That's nature's adhesive. As long as you can get two materials or surfaces close enough together, then you can have an attractive force. So once you bring materials close enough, you activate these Van der Waals interactions, and that is what actually holds the two surfaces together. And then once you achieve these、uh, this intimate contact or activating these Van der Waals interactions, at that point、uh, you can then pull on this material, and even though these bonds are weak. You're actually able to activate many, many bonds. So you're actually able to make a, a, a cumulative strong bond. Now these Van der Waals interactions occur between many, many materials. But the reason that everything in the world doesn't stick to everything else is that these Van der Waals forces are very weak individually. You need a lot of them to create any significant hold, and it's actually very hard. To get surfaces that close together. So, if you were to take, we've done this experiment. It's really interesting. If you take two pieces of glass with one of these soft pieces of rubber in between, and you try to bring them into contact, you'll see that at large length scales, we actually only make contact at, at very discrete patches.、Um, so, achieving contact at both small length scales as well as large length scales、uh, is really key. So the gecko accomplishes this with some unique geometry. Now, under a microscope, the gecko's toe pads look sort of like a patch of grass. There are all these little hair-like structures standing straight up, and all of the hairs have split ends. 
And all of those little ends mean that the gecko toe pads have many, many contact points with the surface that the gecko is standing on. And together, all those contact points create a bunch of van der Waals forces and actually enough of a collective force to support the gecko's weight. So scientists have replicated this. They've created synthetic materials with very similar geometries. But scientists haven't been able to scale those materials up. The gecko is actually the largest animal in nature that has this adhesive ability. It turns out that over larger areas, it's very hard to create a sufficient number of contacts, even when you have these hair-like structures. But the UMass team believed that they could solve this problem, that they could take inspiration from the gecko toe pads and figure out how to make them work for heavier and larger objects. So they started out with that initial idea, the fibular structure, creating a lot of contact points. And they made a polymer material that creates those contacts with the surface and creates the van der Waals interactions. But next, they had to find a way to get that polymer close to the surface at many locations over a large area. In order to control the adhesive force capacity, you need to do two things. You need to make your material soft to create contact. They need to make your material very stiff in order to support high loads. So this is really the trick. You need to be make something soft and stiff simultaneously. So the approach that we took is that we use fabric materials, which can drape over surfaces to create contact. But if you pull on them very stiff, uh, they're very stiff and plain. So that really gives you this nice combination of being soft and stiff simultaneously. So, yeah, we have this very stiff fabric. And what we do is we take a one of these polymer elastomers, and we impregnate it into the fabric so that uh, we have a, a thickness of about one millimeter of, of polymer, of the soft elastomer, and that's directly integrated into this fabric material. So it's kind of like a bilayer structure. So we can yeah, put soft materials into the fabric, which allows contact to be created at smaller length scales. Bartlett says this idea to use a fabric material was also partly inspired by the gecko, because it's not just the fibular structures on the toe pads that make adhesion for the gecko possible. You know, most people have looked at the gecko from the point of view of these hairs, but the, the truth is that the gecko is a complete organism. The gecko is, has blood, and he breathes, and he does all these things which allow him to really control his adhesives beyond just having these hair-like features. The gecko actually does some very unique things. So if you look at the gecko's toe, it has these really unique tendon-like structures that start in the bone and go all the way down to the base of these uh, fibular features. So it's really unique. Most times, tendon connects uh, bone and muscle, but in the gecko, it goes from the bone directly to the skin. So this stiff connection, uh, you know, tendon the very stiff tissue, it's very thin, and it branches into these flap-like structures. So it still maintains that ability to bend and drape while it is stiff due to the, to the tendon structure. So this is what allows the new adhesive created by the UMass group to be so strong. The combination polymer that mimics the gecko toe pads and this draping material. But remember, it's also easily removable and it doesn't leave behind a residue. Now, the reason it doesn't leave behind a residue is because 
its adhesive approach is entirely mechanical. Some types of tape will actually use chemical adhesives, sort of like glue, and that's why they leave behind sticky residues. Now, the gecko adhesive is also easily removable depending on which direction you pull it in. Just like other types of tape that use mechanical forces, you can remove the gecko-inspired adhesive if you pull it parallel to the surface. If you try to pull perpendicular, it's much more difficult. And the gecko actually takes advantage of this directionality as well. So when the gecko wants to release his adhesive pads, he actually um, takes his toe and he hyperextends it. So he essentially bends his toe all the way back, the same way that one of those party favors would work, that you know you use you blow in and then it comes back. So the gecko actually does that with his toes in order to release his adhesive. So, I mean, the fibular features or these hairs are, are useful, but the gecko has many more um, mechanisms to control its adhesion. Now, once again, there are brands of tape that you can buy that use mechanical forces, but there's a key difference between those and the gecko adhesive material. Tapes are designed so that when you pull them off, a lot of the energy you're applying actually gets dissipated as heat. So the key thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to make a material so that when you peel it off, the energy that you put in does not get dissipated as heat. It comes off very easily. And this allows you to do this reversibly, so over and over again. So that's um, really one of the key differences between a typical piece of tape and, and how the gecko does this. Because you can imagine, if a gecko is running up a wall and he has to put a ton of energy every time he takes a step, he's going to get real tired. He's going to get eaten. He's going to not survive. So the gecko needed to do this rapidly. So that's why the gecko doesn't utilize these sticky materials. It simply takes too much energy to do that. Bartlett emphasized the fact that the new adhesive that he and his group have created takes inspiration from the gecko pads, but it does something that the gecko can't do. It optimizes the design. You know, a lot of people look for inspiration in nature. But the thing about nature is that it doesn't always design for optimization. What nature does is it takes what it has. The gecko took scales, and it utilized that to survive. So it didn't need to be optimized. It didn't need to be a super gecko. All it needed to do was able to, to survive and get through his day. So nature is able to come up with some really amazing structures because it's had millions of years to tinker with these things. But physicists are able to look at those structures and figure out what exactly makes them work. And with that knowledge, they can make new structures that meet different needs. Bartlett says the UMass group is actually going to continue investigating these types of adhesive biological materials. You know, the geckos have, have helped us design adhesive materials. And at the same time, our design has actually inspired many questions in biology. So um, at our uh, university now, we have a, a large grant to investigate the adhesive performance of biological organisms, such as uh, geckos, and actually all the way down to ants. Um, so we're really taking a comprehensive approach to see how we can learn more about biology to develop adhesive pads, and how that can feed back into biology to get a great understanding of how they function. Physics helping biology, biology helping physics, physics and biology making it easier for me to hang things on the walls of my apartment. That's science. Thanks very much to Michael Bartlett, and he had some people he wanted to thank as well. 
and Andrew Kroll, who was a postdoc in the group, and my professor or advisor, Al Crosby, Duncan Urshak, Beth Parrott, and Dan King. You've been listening to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Central. Thank you.